0: Hey everyone, I'm Chaney from Chi Tech Time and welcome to episode 2 of Chaney's Tech Talk. Before I even mention the topics for this week, I just want to apologize for not having an episode last week, my week was just a bit hectic and I wasn't able to fit in a recording time. But at least we have this week, so uh, I'm planning for this podcast to be weekly on Fridays, but we'll figure that out later. Anyway, this week's topics are going to be the Pixel 5a being announced and released as of yesterday, August 26th, also we're going to talk about T-Mobile's big data breach and what that was like for me as a T-Mobile customer, and what T-Mobile recommended I do for my T-Mobile account for security. Android Auto is also going to get shut down, so we'll get into that as well, and the Galaxy Z Fold 3 cameras are being disabled when you try to tinker with your phone. So these are some pretty big topics, this'll be a pretty interesting episode, but before we get into the topics, just wanted to let you know I still have a couple of things coming up for JJ Tech Time, they've just been kind of postponed, so my Amcrest portable battery review is almost done, same with my Brave Web Browser review, so those are both going to be coming soon, so stay tuned in. JJ's Tech Talk is still not available on Apple Podcasts yet, but i I've gotten in touch with their support. They didn't really give me any useful information, but within the next week or so, it should appear on your iOS and macOS devices on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. So with that out of the way, let's get into the stories. On August 17th, the Pixel 5a 5G from Google was announced and was set to release on August 26th. The phone is sporting an 8-core Qualcomm Snapdragon 765G, so not the best CPU, but it's a budget phone, 6 gigs of RAM, and 128 gigs of storage. The phone has the biggest battery out of all of Google's phones, and it has a 4680 hour battery. Pixel phones are obviously known for their amazing picture quality, and the Pixel 5a is no different. The 5a has a dual camera system, which is made up of of a... 12.2 megapixel dual pixel sensor for regular shots and a 16 megapixel ultra wide sensor. Uh, The selfie camera is just a regular single 8 megapixel sensor. Still a hole punch camera, Google hasn't decided to change that yet, but it's in the corner rather than in the middle like the new Pixel 6 series phones, but probably because this is meant to be a budget version of the Pixel 5 in a way, but speaking of budgets, this phone isn't nearly as budget friendly as last year's 4A LTE, Uh, that was only $350 and the 5A 5G is $400. Now, is it really worth the extra $100 with the 4a? Yeah, I'd say so, but it's all up to personal preference. If you're deciding, I would suggest considering four things, and that's display size, 5G, camera, and price. Now, those are the four big things with the new phone, and oh, I didn't even mention the display size is 6.34 inches compared to the 4a, f- uh, 4G's 5.8, but basically, those four things are the big ones that justify the $100 price difference. Now, if you think those four things are really worth the extra $100, by all means, I'd say that the Pixel 5a is a pretty good option. Um, But because this phone is a bit more expensive for my personal liking, uh, I was actually going to get a 5a, but I ended up just getting a 4a because, I mean, $350 is pretty hard to beat with a phone that the 4a is uh, like. That's a pretty good phone, even in 2021, over a year later after it was released. Uh, next up is T-Mobile's data breach. This topic just keeps unfolding and it's really starting to be weird. So to put this all into perspective, out of all of T-Mobile's customers and this includes Metro customers, around 14 million accounts were exposed in one way or another. And this includes current and past T-Mobile customers, uh postpaid and prepaid. So the hacker that breached t mobiles security said themselves that the carrier security is awful. Uh but anyway, what was actually breached? Well, Everyone out of the 14 million accounts got their names, date of births, phone numbers, and IMEI information. Now, an IMEI number is a phone's unique identifier that a carrier uses to identify your phone on their network. So, some of the breached accounts had social security numbers and driver's license info leaked as well. So, basically, this is just a big mess and T-Mobile's trying to do good and they're offering some, like, identity theft protection for two years, courtesy of, uh, get this, McAfee. So, uh... That's great. I mean, I'm sure it's fine, but it's McAfee, so you can be the judge of that. But T-Mobile also recommends you install their Scam Shield app, which is basically just a scam call blocker. But a good amount of phones already have this built in. Usually those built in apps have a wider database, so I don't know if this is entirely necessary, but uh, they also obviously recommend that you change your account password, uh, your account pin, email, all that kind of stuff. And they also recommend enabling account takeover protection. So what this does is it prevents your phone numbers from being ported out of your T-Mobile account to another T-Mobile account or to another carrier. So basically it adds an extra step for doing that so account takeover production it blocks your number from being ported out you have to call t-mobile to deactivate that and then you can port your number to another carrier and all that kind of stuff so it's good but is it amazing like does it really prevent someone from just taking your phone number Mm, not really so it doesn't really prevent from another common attack called sim swapping i wish t-mobile would have some protection over that but it's still good they're trying to protect you from something Uh, Now let's get into Android Auto being shut down. Well, it's not actually being shut down, but you just won't be able to use Android Auto on your phone screen anymore. Instead, you'll have to use Google Assistant driving mode found in Google Maps. Uh, This isn't too much of a big deal. I mean, Android Auto on phone screens uh, wasn't really great. Anyway, I don't know how many people were really using it, but it was unoptimized. It was just kind of a gross experience, in my opinion. But uh, I've only really liked Android Auto on car screens. It's worked really well for me when I use it on a car display. Uh, So the phone version is being abandoned, but the car version will be perfectly fine. And Android, uh, or no, Google Assistant's driving mode is actually pretty good for phone screens. Like that's how it should have been all the time. Uh, but if you're an Android Auto phone user, then get ready because you're going to have to say goodbye soon when Android 12 comes along. Finally, let's talk about the Galaxy Z Fold 3 and its disabled cameras. So, in Samsung's infinite wisdom to keep you from unlocking the bootloader of the Galaxy Z Fold 3, they will disable all camera access after unlocking the phone's bootloader. So, apparently, the confirmation screen when you unlock the bootloader of the phone warns you of the cameras being disabled. And this includes the facial recognition sensors as well. Uh, the thing with this that I don't really understand why they went this far is because rooting and modding a Samsung phone in 2021 is already a big pain. So why did they bother adding this extra problem? They've already like steered people away from doing it on Samsung phones, so I don't get why they bothered doing this. But it, it really just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But... With that said, that ends this week's episode of Cheney's Tech Talk. If you have any suggestions for new segments or new posts for CCTT, leave them in the comments if you're watching the video version of the podcast. I'm Cheney from JJ Tech Time, and this is Cheney's Tech Talk.